We're Kenyon and Takara Martin, faith-based marriage coaches, champions for healthy love, and lovers of pizza. And this is the Ask the Martins podcast, where we answer your single, married, or dating relationship questions with practical advice and research-based techniques. Have a relationship question you want answered? Well, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right, I'm going to read the first letter, and it says, Dear Kenyon and Takara, my friend and I love each other, but he's afraid of getting hurt. We've been connecting for three years. We have been we have been intimate. Ooh, I feel at peace and safe with him. I'm able to exhale. I know they say women aren't supposed to chase a man, but would it be considered chasing if I go after what I want? If I follow my heart, please help. He stays on my mind constantly. I can't shake the feelings and thoughts away. Part of me feels like I need to move on, which will be hard to do. But I also feel like I need to follow my heart. Please help me. I could really use some guidance on this. Thanks. We're not going to say your name. Okay. So let me make sure I'm up here. Can everybody hear me? Especially uh, the the mic is connected to YouTube. So I want to make sure we're able to be heard. Hey, Pam. Hey, Kim. Uh, We just want to make sure that you guys can hear. If you can't hear us, let us know. Now. Here's the thing. This is an excellent question. You may not know how it might sound simple to you. All right. Right. You might not really you might for you. It might be like, oh, this is a slam dunk. This is an easy question, but it's not really. Right. And the reason why is because we began as we opened doors here, we began to see some things that a lot, a lot, a lot of women fall into. All right. All right. So. Uh, one of the reasons why it's an excellent question is a lot of women have this same question to us in, in remixed ways and different type of ways. Okay. So, uh, the question is this, I am happy. I am safe. I have feelings. It's pursuing a relationship, breaking the rule of a woman chasing a man. Okay. Yes. So I want to start there with the woman chasing a man because I want to make, I want to be, bring some clarity here because really that's not her question, but I want to actually go a little bit deeper. That's her question on the surface, but there's a deeper meaning to that. All right. Women actually pursue, not maybe not necessarily chase, but women pursue men all the time. Okay. Women pursue men differently than men chase women, but women do do it. And that's just how it is. Um, women usually are more subtle. They're more covert uh, than chasing. Uh, than, uh, they're more uh, subtle, covert. Uh, they're not so obvious about their moves. What we like to call it is dropping the handkerchief, right? Right. A woman, you know how in the old school days, the woman dropped the handkerchief and the knight picked it up, all those old, old school movies. Well, it's really a lot like that. Women actually invite or they actually intentionally send social cues that lets the guy know I am open to be pursued. But, but that's that what that really means is, and I want you to pull in with me here. What that means is that a woman pursuing a man is actually letting the one man know that I'm attracted to you and I'm open to you pursuing me. It's an invitation. Okay. 
This allows her to be intentional about her direction. It also allows her to be somewhat aggressive and letting him know that she's attracted to him and that's okay. But it also allows him, her, it also lets her allow him to do his part. Yes. And I think, you know, to bring it to present day, dropping the handkerchief is also similar to um, winking, smiling, saying hello, paying a compliment. Things like that are all considered proverbial dropping the handkerchief to see if he's going to come and pick it up. Um, It doesn't have to be outwardly bold, literally chasing someone down. It's um, like, and again, I say this very surface level because Kenyon will hurt me if I use this as a <laughs> full on example. But one of the things that we always hear about um, Ruth was that she made herself available to be seen by him. Right. She put herself in his view. I'm not going to go any deeper than that because there's a lot more to that story. But in that situation, you put yourself in a position to say, oh, hey, okay, I'm here. See me. And then let him do his part of then, like Kenyon said, begin right. to pursuing you. I'm open to you. Man, shoot your shot. It's you a understand gesture. what I'm saying? Thank you, Miss Hurt. Yes. Absolutely. Shoot your shot. But that's the thing. Allowing him to shoot his shot to hit uh um to show that he has a mutual attraction. Right. All right. But that's not what this young lady is asking. No, it is not. That's not what she's asking. That is okay. What she's asking is, can I pursue him even though he doesn't want what I want? Yes. That's an entirely different question. And it's important to understand that because I'm going to be honest. This is what gets you ladies uh, uh, hung up on, hung up all the time. I'm so <laughs> caught up. <laughs> Y'all get caught up on this all the time. This question that she's asking is, can I disregard what he said he wanted and try to change his mind? That's a great paraphrase. Yes. Does that make sense? Can I disregard what he said he wanted so I could try to change his mind? Now, I want to, let me me kind of even this out. Men and women both go into this phase where we want to change the other's mind about pursuit. Right. Uh, Men just do it differently. Men do it. Women do it differently. And we do it differently in two ways. When we want to change your mind, and for what or what's drawing us in. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So let me put it this way. For men, when we pursue women and we find ourselves rejected, we either want to change our mind or we want to do something aggressive and very toxic to uh, save face. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we do this, we do this at the point of introduction. We do this at the point of 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 shooting our shot right because that's when rejection comes you see what i'm saying now let me tell you why that is the reason why is a man is drawn definitely by by um by what he sees so he's physically attracted and he already has become already has fantasized about what can take place with that woman Mm -hmm. all right I'm not saying women are not physically attracted and I'm not saying men are only physically attracted. I'm talking about initiating the circumstance. I want you guys to get this here because this is going this this hopefully will enlighten you when men do it. What we do is we see what we want and what we want to put our hands on, basically. Right. Yes. That's at the very beginning. Women are definitely different. Women, while they're physically attracted, women are actually uh, work and evolve within circumstances. Does that make sense? 
Yes. Let me, let me, let me. I'm like, but ex- explain it a little bit more just in case. Okay. <laughs> okay. So women are more mental and circumstantial. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so what that means is, is a woman will massage a situation until she figures that this is what she wants. And then she begins the process of changing minds. <laughs> So the woman doesn't do it at the very beginning. At the beginning, there may be a mutual attraction. At the beginning, there may be, you know, some talk. In this particular situation, he says, I don't want a relationship, so on and so forth. But what she does is she stay involved and make it comfortable. And so when she gets comfortable enough, she'll be like, okay, now I can sweeten the deal in order to allow him to change his mind Mm -hmm. about having us. Listen. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Jackie over here. Hey, best friends. My friends Jackie and Nicole are here (laughs) um, from C5G. Um, Jackie said, I approached my husband, then backed off and allowed him to pursue me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and, and that's how it's supposed to be. Now, Listening to this, what the person who wrote the letter said or what the person who wrote the letter is doing, she already participated in a relationship that gave her all of the emotional amenities that she was looking for. She was safe. She was loved. They had intimacy together. They did it. They was doing it. (laughs) They was doing it. (laughs) And that was the problem, though. And that's where women get stuck because they all of that for her, that confused her because he was not doing what he said. Huh? uh, He wanted. Right. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And so here's the thing that we do. And again, it's because Takara has also been guilty of this in the past. But I think it, it, it goes to say that if you're if you get into a relationship, um, I'm going to say I'm giving a lot of honor to a guy who says up front what he does not want because he did not trick you. He is not playing with you. He's not playing games with you. He told you straight up front what he wants. And I think women, we we typically go into these situations um, feeling a certain way and we believe that men see sex the same way that we see sex. Sex for us is um, something that draws a connection. Mm-hmm. It bonds us. It gives us all the gooey feelings right. in that situation. And how we trick ourselves is believing that the more we give them sex, the more we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with them, then it should then signal him to be like, oh, since I'm getting attached, he should be getting attached too. Since I'm falling in love and feeling comfortable in this situation, he should be feeling that same way because that's what happens when us, when women, when we give our bodies to someone, we are designed to feel a certain way and draw that bond to them. Men don't necessarily have that same connectiveness to sex the same way we do. And so if you're consistently in this situation, then you're like, can you keep saying you're kind of fooling yourself into believing that it's something that it's not. Absolutely. Now, for the woman, she's like, listen, everything is everything. Everything is the way exactly like we want it. All you have to do is be official. Right. That's it. But for men, that process is totally and absolutely different. Mm -hmm. And so what we did with her, um, because we had an interaction with her because we wanted some clarity. She said she was confused because he was doing everything that she wanted him to do. As far as relationship wise, right? Mm-hmm. And so we all we did was we asked two questions. That's just two questions. 
to help her see. She said that his actions were not congruent with what he was saying. I don't want. To, I'm. Too, I'm afraid of relationship. I don't want a relationship. But he's. <laughs> but he's there in the midst of all this. So we asked this question. Two questions. The first one: How long have you been kicking it? She said three years. All right. Mm-hmm. And during this time, he still doesn't want commitment. Is that correct? She said, that's correct. He still, during these three years, he's made it clear he doesn't want commitment. And so. I have to ask you a question. Uh-huh. follow up Because she's saying his actions, even though he's saying he doesn't want a relationship, his actions are such that it's confusing her. Right. Right. I need you to I need to ask you a question from a man's perspective. OK. Because we get this from women a lot, too. Well, okay. if he didn't want a relationship, why does he continue to accept my love, my cooking, my sex, my everything, if that's not what he wants to begin with? Go. That's the perfect point. And that's why she was confused mm-hmm. and saying that she he was incongruent, but he was congruent. Mm-hmm. See, if I don't want a relationship, but you're going to accommodate in the position that I choose... I'm going to take everything you're going to feed me. Right. You don't give me, you didn't give me the opportunity or you're not allowing me to make the decision. All you're saying is, well, you don't want to be, you want to be there. I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to feed you there. I'm going to give you this there. I'm going to make their comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And as I make their comfortable for you, I'm going to be comfortable. It doesn't change my mind. Right. It doesn't change anything about me. I'm going to be who I want to be if you're going to allow me to be that without actually doing anything additional. Right. So what he did was he his actions were congruent. The problem is, is that she was building a house out of that accommodation. So she was living and her accommodating him in his position. She didn't believe him. And now she wants to furthermore, how do I pursue changing his mind with that? Okay. He was telling the truth. Right. From the very beginning. Right. Somebody said he's an opportunist. And I and I kind of have to disagree with that. While if she's consistently going along with him being in this perpetual state of not committing and she's continuing to give more. And, and Charlotte asked a question. Explain the massage situation. Massaging the situation, you know, he's there and he's exactly where he's always been. But for us or for her in that situation, she's continually to give more and more and do more. And then now you're even starting to use um your imagination to imagine what this is and what it should be. I'm chasing after what I want. You're chasing a fantasy because he already told you that what you want is not what he's willing to give you. It's not an opportunist. He's just there. If you, if brother tells you he like hot dogs, but you say, Nope, I'm going to get you steak. Cause I know steak is going to make you feel like this, this, and this and do this. Brother be like, okay, cool. Give me steak. But at the end of the day, I'm going to still be cool with hot dogs. Exactly. Like, and that's continuing. <laughs> that's continually to do more and more hoping that you're going to change his mind about, where he is and for a dude who's been that situation for a woman who's thought that she can do everything to change a man's mind trust me he's not it's not going to change and all he's going to say at the end of it all when you're hurt when you're mad that he finally gets a girlfriend when you're mad that he's you know not messing with you no more because now he's moved on or you find out he's messing with a bunch of other women all he's going to say at the end of the day is i told you i didn't want a relationship this is how women get caught in those three, four, five, six, ten year relationships and actually does don't get the commitment that they've been looking for because all they've been doing is sweetening the deal and accommodating him without any commitment. 
Period. There has to be a place or a time where you identify that he does not want what I want. So if he doesn't want what I want, why accommodating him? Why accommodate him there? Why over invest? Mm -hmm. Why spend yourself? Why give away so much for free when you know it doesn't have any return? Possibly there there is a return. Can I love him into a return? But why do that if he's already stated he didn't want a return? Yeah. Does that make sense? It, does. it doesn't make him bad and it doesn't make her silly. But this is one of the things that women do the most because unfortunately women have been taught that you can manipulate men by giving them more of what they want. Men have been taught that you can manipulate women by taking away certain things. You right. Know? So, right. I mean, I mean it, it gets to the point where you just have to be honest with yourself, honest about the circumstance and honest about what you want. And if none of those things lined up, then you have the obligation to yourself mm-hmm. to move away. Make sense? Yeah. Somebody just asked a really quick question that's along this line. Otherwise, you wouldn't be answering it. But she said, what if he says, just go with the flow, uh, you know, just to see where things end up? That's game. And do you the the, the answer is, do you want to go with the flow? Yes, that is, that is, that is, yes, correct. You do not, typically we don't want to go with the flow. We want to know where this is going from jump. I recommend if you're in that situation though, and you're like, or you've been consistently in those, well, let's just see where this goes. Um, number one, the first thing you need to do is sure, see where this goes, but do not allow that person to monopolize your time in the dating process. If they are saying, let's go with the flow. Okay, that's cool. But while that's you're good. going with your flow, I'm gonna have my flow over here and I may have three other people that I'm flowing with, not sexually, but that's making sure that I am pretty much um, exhausting all of the possibilities that are out there for me before I commit to a person. So sure, do that. Just don't commit in that situation, not knowing where it's going. Second thing I recommend doing in that is hitting up Dating by Design or Dating Class because that gives you the courage to not go with the flow, but set a dating goal and not mess with nobody unless they're willing to set a dating goal with you. Where is this going? Do you want a relationship? All that stuff. So hit us up, askthemartins.com, and you can hit there um, to our courses. Absolutely. So with that being this case, just to close this down so we could get to the other letter. Because we do have another letter. Um, it's okay to drop the handkerchief, all right? Mm-hmm. It's not okay to pick up the handkerchief for him, stroke him with the handkerchief, and then feel like (laughs) he likes you. Mm. Because at the end of the day, he still hasn't put any effort in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now. Let's, you ready to go to the? Are, are we done with the questions? We are. We are done. I know. Uh, Facebook just lit up. What is going on with y'all? Oh, YouTube. <laughs> I mean, YouTube. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm late, but I'm here. Felicia What's Banks. What's up, Felicia Banks? Okay. Let's go to the second one. Let's go to the second letter. Woo! This is a doozy, y'all. She said, "Dear Kenyon and Takara, I'm dealing with a serial cheater." Married almost 10 years, a two-year-old and a two-month-old later, I was told I would never have kids. That's in parentheses. I would probably need both hands and feet to count how many times he's cheated. And that's just the ones I know about. He lacks empathy. He's super manipulative and seems to need constant validation. We went through counseling and did really well for about two years. He was a completely open book. He was empathetic. I could talk to him about anything and I had access to everything. But he has since gone back to his old ways. I guess my healing was taking too long for him and he was tired of not of me not giving him 100 percent of me. 
I was always blamed for the cheating and everything else. It was somehow my fault for not clinging to his standards. Make that make sense. As well as not being more intimate with him as often as he wanted. I have felt not safe nor secure. I love that y'all are using the term from our book cover, though. Thank you. <laughs> like every time, like all these letters are filled with like our words. Um Sorry, I have felt not safe nor secure, which has resulted in me not being fully open and obviously caused intimacy issues. I know I deserve better. He is obviously not changing. I'm writing you as I'm writing to you as I'm currently on maternity leave to ask, how do I prepare and strategically plan my exit? I do not want to be I do not want this to be an all emotional and no logic. And I want to go about it the smartest way possible. Thank you for what you guys are doing. Okay, that's a lot. That's yeah. That's a lot, and there's a it's lot deep. we we there's a lot we could say about that and to go into that, but everything we will say will be all bad, and she's already come to conclusions. So we don't have to really go that deep into it into that mm-hmm. right there. She's already come to a conclusion. What I do want to do is make it abundantly clear to our audiences, though. Uh, one of the things that's very important for us is that we don't usher or is that we don't, uh, yeah, we don't usher people to the precipice of divorce. Right. We are That's, not the divorce, how <laughs> we are, get a divorce people. Right. We're not the divorce people. It's, it's important that you make that conclusion before you come to us. If we feel, if 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 you actually come to us actually in, in counseling or coaching, and we feel the conclusion is open to an opportunity, we'll actually withhold any kind of exit strategy in order to attempt to um, access that opportunity to make sure that all bases are covered. That being said, though, we also don't believe marriages should be prisons and they shouldn't be torture and they shouldn't be places of continual or continuous mental, emotional and physical torture or drama or trauma mm-hmm. and um, multiple affairs, multiple adultery is consistent trauma. That is literal abuse. That's abuse, mental and emotional. So we um, and and was important for us is that we support her. Uh, choice for a healthier lifestyle to survive emotionally to be honest with you but to get beyond survival into thriving does that make sense absolutely i want to make sure that we're clear on that because i don't want anybody to be go run back to your pastor and tell uh tell your pastor that uh then ask the martins you don't don't invite them to your church because they 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 talk about divorce (laughs) or you go to your pastor uh, for counsel and be like well i'm leaving because Kenyon and takara martin said it was okay right 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 (laughs) right right, right. yeah don't do that don't do that now Here's what I do want to lay out just so that um, as a support for her choice, his character, he has character deficiencies that actually resemble classic narcissism or narcissistic traits. Uh, he plays the victim. Mm-hmm. He takes no accountability. Mm-hmm. He seeks constant validation. Uh, do we got to? OK. Ooh, OK. I thought Sorry. we had to stop. He seeks constant validation. Um, he has extra marital affairs to create that validation. He's manipulative and typically Machiavellian. And what that means is the end justifies the mean. I don't care how I get there or who I hurt to get there. I'm going to get there and I don't care how I do it. Okay. Which has to do with his own self validation. He thinks more of himself than those around him and he lacks empathy. Now that's just a small list, but that's list enough to say that this person is very dangerous and if he's been doing this 20 times, she said fingers and toes. Right. 20 times. And, and that's what she knows about. And that's what she knows about. That's 20 incidences of mental and emotional abuse based on on his character and behavior, okay? 
So, again, affairs are abusive. Affairs have a, a version of PTSD involved, whether you know it or not. Okay? So that's very important. Um, his manipulation, his gaslighting, all of that stuff is abusive. Now, if we're being honest, when someone has this level of control, when someone has this level, they've been with you all this time. Mm-hmm. They've actually uh, gotten away with it for at the minimum 20 times plus what you don't know about. There's a level of control that they don't want to let go of. So if you're preparing, and this is what we're answering, how do I exit this situation? How do I escape? If you're preparing, you need to prepare for the mental and emotional war because that person don't want to lose and they don't want to lose who's been allowing them to do this this, uh, this long anyway. That's very important to understand. So there's going to be public shaming. He's going to contact the family and friends or whoever you have interaction. uh, Flying monkeys, so to speak. Uh, He's going to use his charisma to outshine you in public. Because Mm -hmm. typically people like this are great, have great I mean, he's pulled 20 women and he's married. Some of them know he's married. So his charisma, he's used to talking people, uh, to making people like him. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, there is going to be a financial war. Thank you, Miss Kettle. Is that Kettle? It looks like Miss Kettle One. Kettle One. Hello, Miss Kettle One. We understand that term. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So um, he's going to be punishing and controlling, and he's going every single solitary step of the divorce or child and, and child care is going to be. A battle and it can depending on who he is or his temperament it can escalate to physical go ahead yeah i and so i'm reading your plan because i didn't want to jump ahead one thing that i a couple you, things babe. that i wanted to say before you get into like so yes. how should you plan yes, the yes, first yes. thing i would recommend for anyone who was preparing to leave a toxic abusive situation especially with a narcissist because of the things that king just stated that they will do is that you need to go to therapy preparing for the mental and emotional war that you're about to go through understand i'm i'm dealing with somebody with this behind the scenes right now there is a mental and emotional war that you're about to embark on and they're going to fight you tooth and nail for that control the other thing about the outside of them fighting you is you fighting yourself. You're going to go through bouts of guilt. You're going to go through bouts of wishy-washiness about where, you know, your feelings are, where you should be, what God says you should be doing. And, oh, my God, how is God going to feel about me going through this? So you need to get find a therapist that has experience dealing with people leaving toxic, traumatic, um, abusive, especially emotionally and psychologically abusive situations. It is very important because they will then provide you with the tools to help you talk yourself away from that guilt and that you might be feeling yourself and the wishy-washiness. Um, and they're going to also help you become mentally and emotionally strong to lift these weights. Everything you're about to go through is something that you have never gone through before. And so to have the proper mental strength to do that is of the utmost importance. Otherwise, you'll end up back in a cycle. And honestly, that damages you even more because you're like, you are st- you start beating yourself up. Why do I uh, not leave? Why can't I go away? Why do I have to keep going back to this? What is wrong with me? You want to get mentally strong. The second thing that I recommend is having a strong support system around you. Yes. 
and friends. You don't need to tell everybody. You don't need to blast it on Facebook or social media or anything like that. Have two to three really good friends that you know that will not be judging you, that are on your side, that are going to be helping you be accountable to yourself in this process. Forget about accountability to him. Accountable to you getting strong for you, being there for you, and doing what's right for your children. Every time we stay stuck in our own heads, we start talking ourselves out of what is right for us and our children. Have a strong support system of wise counsel around you that you can lean on through this process as well, because it will be hard. Absolutely. And because we this is not our first rodeo with the topic, nor with actually dealing with somebody or coaching someone through this process. Nice is not a word in this process yes don't do things to be nice or i don't want to do this this every inch you give a mile will be taken Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes so what do you do well the first thing she she asked about is i or she made a made a point to mention was that she doesn't want her decision to be emotional and that's very wise um and you don't want anyone in this situation, you don't want your decision to be emotional. Yeah, right now I'm, I'm sick and dang on tired of it. But will I be sick and dang on tired when the flowers come? Will I be mm-hmm. sick and dang on tired when all the the cool the smooth rap comes? Will I be sick and dang on tired on the other end of this or a month from now when they're doing something with the children and I like just seeing that daddy-child moment yeah. and now I'm already caught back in that that fantasy of possibly having a family again. You see what I'm saying? Also, when you miss them, you know, are you going to be feeling that way? Because just because they make you mad, just because, am I getting jumping ahead? No. Just because, (laughs) you know, they are someone that they did not used to be because they've changed, just because they're toxic, doesn't mean you're not going to miss them as well. And that's part of that mental battle. When you get to a point where you miss them and your body and your heart begins to ache for them, how are you going to respond to that? Absolutely. And I do see a, some uh, some terms here. That, that, that hovering. The hoovering. Hoovering. And um, being a gray rock. And being a gray rock is 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 basically shutting down emotional, emotional disconnection. But before we get there, let me kind of explain what we usually explain to uh, in coaching just yes. really quick mm-hmm. just just really quick we are guided by one of three mechanisms as humans we are guided by one of three me- mechanisms that's our head our hands or our heart mm-hmm. that's how we think what we do or how we feel when we allow how we feel to lead our head and what we do will follow it if we allow what we think to lead that will follow it typically we never really allow what we think to lead Okay, Mm -hmm. that's important. And because this is so emotionally frustrating, if we allow what we because this is no so emotionally frustrating, our feelings are already broken and you can't walk on broken legs. So if you begin to allow your emotions to lead, whatever you do behind how you feel will be broken as well. Right. You have to make a decision and you have to do. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to ignore how you feel that's never that's never a wise decision you want to see how you feel face how you feel but knowing what you're doing anyway that's why a plan is important because it's like i don't feel like dealing with this today but this is my plan for today mm-hmm. and so the plan takes the pre- the plan to do takes precedent over how i feel or what i'm thinking about how i feel 
Does that make sense? Yes. Can I get churchy really quick? Go ahead and get churchy. I'm going to get churchy really, really quick. We all know the story of Lot, Lot when they left Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. Him and his wife. Yes. Lot had a vision. Lot had a plan. Lot knew where they were going. Right. The problem that happened with Lot's wife is that her feelings and her emotions caused her to look back. Yes. Even though they knew, she knew that if I keep going, here's what's on the other side of that. Here's where we're going. Here's what we're escaping from. Here's what we're being led to. And that was definitely promising. Yes. What was ahead was promising. But again, like all toxic relationships, Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah was a toxic relationship. You understand me? Like all toxic relationships, because our feelings are so connected, even still to the toxicity, it can cause us to look back. Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt because she was still connected to Sodom and Gomorrah. Absolutely. And so when you begin to look to go forward, you have to constantly have a resolve of what's ahead of you is going to be far better than what's behind. Even if it hurts to keep walking that path on the way out the door, everything you do has to be considered in that why, how you're going, where you're going. Otherwise, I'm not saying you turn into a pillar of salt, but I'm saying you will end up going back to the same thing that continue to ham- hinder you and hamper your health and your growth. If I could, if I could say it like this, a pillar of salt is another way of looking at a at, at a a statue of ashes. In other words, while Sodom and Gomorrah was getting burned down, she burnt up just by stopping to look back, mm. by stopping to be nostalgic around that. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the problem is, is that while there's fire behind you, you'd never want to stop because it will burn you if you stop to be nostalgic about it. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay, so here... For those who are in this particular situation, especially the person who wrote this, in order to circumvent allowing your feelings to lead you, what you want to do is do these three things. Number one, write down five or more reasons that you are not safe with them. Mm -hmm. Write down five or more reasons that you are not safe with them. Write it down. Number two. Write down five or more reasons leaving is worth the fight. That's good. Write down five or more reasons leaving is worth the fight. Write it down. Number three, write down five consequences of staying or looking back. Yay, Rabasha. Write down five consequences if you stay or if you look back, what could potentially happen? Once you write these down, this is what you do. This is what you go to. So when you start having those feelings, you actually have something there that concrete that you can say, I feel this way. I miss them. I love him. I wish I could have had a family, but this. I wish I could have. I wish I still love him. I wish I could. I wonder if I could change him so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But this. Yes. Because all 15 of these, all 15 or more of these are definitions of his character and who he is. And every time you look at that, now you're reminded why you're doing, why you made the decision that you made. Does that make sense? That is so good. I'm going to ask you for a favor for that later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Okay. Now. Oh, somebody say, can you repeat the list one more time, babe? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Number one. Let me get back to it. Write down five or more reasons you are not safe to be with them. Mm -hmm. Five or more reasons you are not safe to be with them. Then write 
five or more reasons, leaving is worth the fight. Five or more reasons, leaving is worth the fight. Mm. And then write five or more consequences of staying or looking back. Five or more consequences of staying or looking back. Okay. That is good. Y'all, um, our YouTube chat is like on fire. They are dropping some gems <laughs> too. <laughs> Jackie said it only takes one small glance to put you right back to square one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like one glance will put you right back all over. Like, and, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. In these particular situations where a woman is like, I'm leaving someone who's been abusive, let's say through adultery or through being unfaithful, right? Mm -hmm. What happens is, is that she's angry because she's saying to herself, I was loyal to you. But here's the back end of that. Uh -huh. Her loyalty to him makes her body ache for him. Her loyalty to him still means that there is a sexual connection there yes. because I don't want to because I'm human. I like love. I like sex. I like something intimacy, but I don't want to give it to anyone else. And nine times out of ten, one slip, you will end up sleeping with them. Yeah, absolutely. Even though you're leaving them. Right. And it's during it's during the moments of that sleeping with them when he begins to talk to you. Uh -huh. And it's during those whispers where you begin to start rethinking your position. And now you're not what now. And, and you're butt naked sleeping with him. So now you're in a place where you don't even have your 15 list. Yeah. You have the flesh version of what you think you want, but you don't have the concrete version of who they really are. Right. And that's why you got to be so very careful. One glance, as Jackie said. One glance. Maybe said, look at just one. But let me let me also say this from a very um, and unfortunately from even a darker place than that is that a lot of times um, an abuser or a toxic person will manipulate you once they see and they get a whiff because a lot of times they can tell when you're getting ready to leave. They can tell when you become to emotionally disconnect. They can a lot of times they can tell that something is about to shift and about to change in their home. Yes. One thing that they will do is use intimate connection. You will use sex, and then that's to reel you back in. And and sometimes they use that to have a master plan of making sure you don't leave them. Absolutely. And so. I'm not saying that someone is dark and going to physically harm you or whatever, not knowing your situation. What I am saying, once you make a decision, it's so important to follow through on that is because what we always tell people is even though in your mind and what you've seen of them so far, it's not like them to be that bad. It's not like them to hurt me physically. You've never seen them as they prepare to lose control of you. And so you don't know what they're capable of once you begin to slip out of their hands. And once they notice that, people can escalate and become even much more dangerous. And so hatch a plan, make a plan for yourself, but you need that support system of accountability because not so they can continue like, girl, if I was you, I would run, girl, you better go. It's to say, hey, listen, based on this list, you said this could possibly happen if you go back. Yes. So yeah, make this list and share this list with those people and so they can come and tell you here's what could happen. And sometimes part of what could happen is danger. Absolutely. Now, the plan, the actual physical plan. Number one, plan when you will leave. Mm -hmm. plan when you will leave 
That's very important because you have to do all the packing. You have to do what, whatever, what we're going to take, what, how I'm going to actually do this, how I'm going to achieve this. Do I need a law enforcement escort? I don't know. But plan on when you win, you're going to leave. Also plan on where you will go when you do leave. Yes. Okay. It's very important. Now, if you're the one leaving the premise you, I would suggest start out with a friend or a family member because now you have someone watching your back. Now right. you have someone who's with you. Okay? Right, right. Really quickly, um, in that where you go, once you decide where you will go. Um, pack a I, little at a time. That's what she said. Pack a, Even beyond packing a little at a time, I'm going to give you another tip. Um, get your own separate Amazon account. If you can start finding a way to put money away, but get your own Amazon account and have a different address, email address and everything connected to it that they do not know about. And then begin to just send clothes, send toiletries, send necessities from there. So that way it can look like you're going to a regular day at work or you're just going to the park or whatever. And you can leave without the suspicion of packing because you don't know what's going to happen if they find bags, if they find things packed. Like, listen, go online, buy a few things of clothes buy toothpaste, buy toiletries, buy everything you need and send it there ahead of time so you don't have to necessarily leave and clear out closets and stuff when they're not looking and risk being found out. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to move this one up just a little bit. Do not use your plans as an ultimatum or leverage to try to get him to change. Yes. You never, ever, ever announce that you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. If you've done it before in your past, he already doesn't take you seriously. Right. But you don't announce that I'm leaving. This is it. This is the last straw. Don't do that. Don't utilize that to leverage him because now, number one, you're being you're trying to manipulate a manipulator. Right. And the very next move he's going to make is assured that you don't leave. Or if you do, he's going to make sure you're in big pain when you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's very important. You have to step in silence. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, and and I want to be honest, because of how they move, because of how they involve family and friends and so on and so forth, outside of your tight-knit circle support group, sometimes you're just going to have to be quiet. Sometimes you're going to have to be silent. And the reason why, no matter who, what's going on with you, church people coming coming at you, what's going on with you? You can't have okay, anything to do with you that. And stuff. Right. You have to shut down and be silent. And here's the reason why. Because they're out there talking. And the longer you let anybody talk, the closer they're going to get to hanging themselves with their tongue. And so you let them talk. It could take months. It could be a year. It doesn't matter. You let them talk. And all the while, you just build up who you are. Mm-hmm. And though, and so what, what happens is, is that about maybe a year or a year and a half to turn around and people will see you differently because mm-hmm. they see your character and your behavior, not what you've said or not your interaction with them. All they have is all those words. That's all they have. And they'd have hung themselves by dragging you through the mud, but you look clean because people can only use their imagination when you're quiet. Listen, okay. I'm you a let, witness. Let them live in their imagination. And then you turn around and you be clean. You just walk your walk. And you keep moving. Where you been at? Just taking care of business. Mm-hmm. What you been? What's up with you? Nothing's up with me. I'm just in a place right now where I just like peace. You keep moving in that direction. Never, fi- never retaliate. 
Don't use don't use your plans as an ultimatum and don't use your plan don't use your leaving as a retaliation. All right? You leaving are the consequence. Yes. So that's all that needs to be said. Remember, we're we're not moving by feeling, we're not moving by mind, we're moving by doing. Right. So you doing is enough. That makes sense? Yes. Can yeah. I add one more thing to that list? You can add all you want to that list. Um <laughs> I one thing because again, I'm dealing with this with somebody behind the scenes right now and I think as women, especially women with children, two things that always come to comes to our mind. For some reason we're always worried about what nobody else would want us because we have children. Like that's always like a, a thing. And, right, and right, th- right. trust me, you're not the first single mom to be out there. Trust me, plenty of men uh, are are single fathers. You will be okay. But the second thing I want women especially but you know we have men that go through this too so i don't want to be biased but it's a letter from a woman right you know uh one thing that i heard this past week was that i just i I just thought i had more time i'm not prepared it's not i'm not ready for this and let's be real guys there is never going to be a good time or a right time to get a divorce most of the time, no matter what is happening, I don't care if you have all the money you need. Sometimes you don't have all the emotional strength you need. I don't care if you have, you know, you know, everything else in line. There's always going to be something that gets in the way and creates a problem. Be prepared that when you walk out of a toxic marriage, when you walk out of a situation, that something or all things about that is not going to be easy. And you will damage yourself in the process by sticking around in a toxic situation, waiting for a perfect time, waiting for it to be easy. It's never going to be easy. The doing, like Kenya says, is all part of that because you have to let your actions lead you because it's not going to be easy. And so the the long, the less you try to create the perfect circumstance, um, a lot of times we try to make it easy on us by being nice to them, by placating them, by doing what they want. And if I do this over here, they're going to be nice on my way out the door. No, it's not going to work. It never works. It only makes them worse. And hey, so, <laughs> hey, look, let me tell you something. No, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. You're but, good. But no, no, Keith, stay right there. I want you to stay right there and uh-huh. come back to it. But ladies, ladies, get your big brother or your big cousins involved, big uncles involved. Get, get somebody who Listen. got hands. Listen. Because some of them, all they need is an open hand slap in the mouth. I'm just trying to tell you. But don't be calling Kenyon. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes that's all they need is an open hand slap in the mouth. Get somebody who you know got hands and will protect you on the strength of love. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. But not your ex-boyfriend not, from high school. No, who no, you no, no, end no. Up sleeping with when it's all said no, and done. Don't no, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm not promoting violence. But what I am putting to you is that sometimes these cowards. Mm-hmm. Now, albeit men are men, okay, and so all dogs got teeth. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But most of the times they're used to manipulating you, but they can't do nothing with another man. Oh man, and they man, listen, they I'm start just to trying stutter. To <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you. They can't do nothing with another man. So what I'm saying is, is have somebody on call. Just, you know, don't use them as don't use them as a threat. Right. This again, you're staying silent, but if you gotta make if you gotta touch the panic button up under your desk, you know, just make sure it goes to somebody who can handle business. That's right. Listen, that is look, so tr- <laughs> try Jesus. Don't try me. So, look, somebody said, um, 
Um, um, um, I'm sorry, my she said, Dion said, go purposefully, quietly, and intentionally with a team. They, they're they no longer your friend. Remember that. I think that is one of a, the most important things of They this. are no longer your friend. It's like trying to make it all nice and sunshine and rainbows and gooey when you walk out the door. Like, we could just, we sh- can we just be nice? Can we do this amicably? It never works. Like, make a decision, make a plan. I think Mimi said it over here. She said, uh, da 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 Hey, was there. Hey, Manny Fresh. Make a decision. It's important to once you make a decision, it's important to follow through. Period. Absolutely, absolutely. So now we got plan to leave. We got a plan to where you're going to go. Plan how you will maintain your safety and your boundaries. That that yes. that includes. Can uh, uh, <laughs> you old school? That's funny. That yeah, includes yeah. that that includes big cousin or unk. But plan on how you will maintain your safety and boundaries, physically and mentally. More or less, to be, if I'm to be honest, it's going to be mentally. Because here's what's going to happen. They are going to be very vindictive. They're not going to be what you need them to be. They're, they're going to withhold financially. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to make your life hard. If they can afford an attorney, they're going to actually put one in front of you that's going to be a dog. I mean, they're just going to be in there for the fight. Understand war is not convenient. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is begin to develop your boundaries around the, your land, mm-hmm. boundaries around you or boundaries around your children, boundaries that assure your peace. And that means that there's no giving them a piece of your mind because boundaries don't only keep them out. Boundaries keep you in. Right. So it's, it's a double control mechanism. And you got to begin to plan on how you how you're going to establish those and keep those. Absolutely. One one thing that that I um, definitely recommend is even as you're planning. Um, Angel, Angel said one of her sons is a Marine. That That's right. That's right. Listen, you, you'd be surprised how many there. dudes can't stand <laughs> ain't worth nothing uh, men and to be better to help protect you and would like enjoy it. Just saying. But um, one of the things I was going to say, if you're on your way out uh, and you have the financial means um Get a credit card if you have to, but hire an attorney beforehand and put it on a credit card if you have to. The reason why I'm saying this is because the same way Kenyon just said he will try to get an attorney. One thing that that, uh, is very important that you begin to do as you're maintaining and establishing these boundaries um, is, you know, saying if it's not about, you know, us meeting up and dropping off the kids or whatever, please go to my attorney. If it has anything to do with what's going on, please contact my attorney. They're not going to continue going to your attorney because they're afraid of, you know, that they're going to talk circles around them. But that way you have a fall back you know how like as as wise you'd be like oh let me talk to my husband because we know we ain't finna say yes and let me blame it on our husband when you say no same thing with an attorney they give you that way to pass things off to them nine times out of ten that abuser is not going to go to your attorney um so have that because they will become your advocate you need an advocate in those proceedings and i even was lucky enough through my therapist found an attorney that specialized in dealing with abusive and narcissistic men like i like intentionally found someone who could work with me and understood how to have those conversations and understood how to be strong when i couldn't be so try to have an attorney um legal aid does sometimes provide resources in your area depending on your income and they also do have connections with you know uh survivors you know of abuse and things like that so reach out to legal aid even then if you can't do it the other thing is restrict and limit all communication to text 
The reason why, number one, it gives you the control of whether or not to respond, but it also then becomes your running list, your running transcript of their manipulative, their abusive behavior. If they're making any threats or anything, you now have transcripts of everything that they're doing. Limit everything to text messages. I'm telling you, it works for a reason. It saved my life in so many different things when I had running transcripts of their behavior. Okay? Absolutely. I, I was just looking... Um, little bit was asking what what it was all about. What because she came in like this is a someone wrote a letter on how to exit a an abusive marriage, mostly mental abusive due due to uh, um uh unfaithfulness, right? Consistent, continual unfaithfulness, habitual, habitual, and narcissistic uh, personality or narcissistic characteristics. We'll say it like that. So plan. We have uh, plan when to leave, plan where you'll go, plan on how you plan on maintaining boundaries from them and keeping yourself in check. And when I say that, a lot of people may not know what I mean by that, but what I'm saying is that you have to actually come up with scripts. So, <laughs> like I said, shrimp didn't the scripts. scripts. You have to come up with scripts of what you have, what you'll say when you're interacting with someone that you don't want to interact with. I'm sorry I'm not talking about that right now. If 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 you interact with them at all, you don't have to, but you want to begin to write responses so that you can actually uh, say those and focus on those in order to get out of the um, conversation or to draw boundaries. Um, sometimes there has to be a physical response, a uh, law enforcement response. Begin to put those down. Uh, the second thing is you have to identify your boundaries or how you will approach family and friends who are acting as prox who they're acting as, uh using as proxy so they're going to use family and friends to come and approach you and find out what's wrong with you or won't you be a little bit more forgiving or won't you be mm -hmm. just a little bit softer um what about jesus jesus for gay blah 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 all that all that kind of stuff right and and and, and to be honest with you let me just answer this right now Forgiveness, when we're dealing with forgiveness, forgiveness infers that there is guilt. You can't forgive the unguilty. Right. They don't need it. Right. Ooh. So forgiveness infers that there is guilt. Guilt needs justice. Forgiveness doesn't get rid of justice. Forgiveness just means you don't owe me anything. I'm rolling out. I, I The debt is clean. Just let me go. Right. That's what that is. That does not mean there are no consequences. And here's how I know. When God forgave us, Christ still had to pay the consequence. Justice was still served. Yes. Forgiveness is not the opposite of justice. So what I'm saying is if anybody utilized that, especially in the midst of your pain, your suffering, physical, mental, or emotional, you can forgive them and it's going to be a process as you heal from them. But that does not mean that you, that there are no consequences. You are now the consequence to yes. what they're saying. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. So make sure you begin to deal. You find ways how you're going to deal with family and friends. Listen, I don't want to talk about that relationship. I'm dealing with that in a different way. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about him. Let's talk about something else. I appreciate you love me. I appreciate you care for me, but that's not something that's on the table to talk about right now. That's good. You see what I'm saying? These are ways where you have to actually guard your sanctity 
of the sanctity of your environment, mental and emotionally, and you have to actually think about or, or plan out how you will do that and how you will say that. That's so good. Okay. Now, if necessary, here's what I want to do. And I'll probably put, let me go ahead and copy this. I'm going to put this into YouTube. Maybe we could put it in the, uh, we'll put it in the um, show notes. Show notes as well. Thehotline.org. That's a website that's dedicated to domestic violence, but you can also use it when you're when there's mental and emotional abuse. Thehotline.org. Uh, or you could call 1-800-799-7233. 1-800-799-SAFE. I apologize. I know my poor baby is nothing up. I'm on the rock right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you making me laugh and I can't even I'm breathe. Sorry, I'm sorry. I want you to choke on your breath. <laughs> <laughs> you called me snuffle up against that. Like, yep. <laughs> Use go to the hotline.com and they actually have plans. <laughs> <laughs> they actually they actually have plans for you. Yes. Uh, so and they can walk you through, ask you what you need. You know, this is a free service. So this is a place that, that specializes in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're just answering a question uh, based upon the letter that was given to us. All right. Right. Uh, let's see. Here are things that you want to be prepared for. Be prepared for them not to be. If you have children, be prepared for them not to be there for them. Right. They are going to use the child to be vindictive. So you have to make. Make make the other person or make them because we're talking to the person who wrote this, the young lady who wrote the letter. Uh, be prepared, and, and she's a, she and she's on maternity leave, so mm-hmm. be prepared that he's not going to be involved. Don't let that shake you. Make plans outside of him so that he's Plan B, not Plan A. Good. Okay, that way you can ask him as Plan B. Hey, listen, I need you for this, but when they say no. Not a problem. I already got a plan A in effect. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's very important. You're still laughing at me. Because somebody put little Daryl in the comments. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> you got some milk. <laughs> you know what? This show done. <laughs> I'm so it's sorry. It's 8.03. Finish, baby. Finish. Finish. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is a very serious matter. <laughs> Doggone it. We're serious people over here. Shoot. I'm sorry. I can't laugh and not breathe at the same time. I can't inhale, man. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. We talked about. Okay. Think about shared parenting options. All right. One of the things that I have seen most common is the idea that I still want to be fair for them. Mm-hmm. And so I want to offer equal shared parenting. I'm not trying to be vindictive or petty, but you definitely, you want to maintain anything that's going to keep you in control because they've been in control of you for so long and they're going to use that as a way to control you. So you want to maintain as much control as possible so that they don't have a foot in the door to manipulate you. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So I do not... If it's going to be shared parenting, be the custodial parent. Um, if that's what you want. But also be prepared that any suggestion that you make, 
they're going to object it just from the sheer like spite of you they're going to reject any uh, suggestion that you make what I would recommend is get them to agree to something and even though you're not divorced you can still have something in writing and notarized right. just because uh, you know what I mean even in this situation just so that way you have something to hold them to and you can even present this in court during divorce proceedings and show that like this is the agreement we've come to for the children whether it's temporary or not just get them to agree to it and get something in writing absolutely absolutely finally I, would, I just want you to be in a mentality of a war He's going to resent you. He's going to hate you. He's going to disrespect you in any in every way he can. Right. He's going to try to lure you back in. He will try to crush you. He will try to hurt you. And you have to be ready to be uncomfortable. Right. One of the things that we always, when it comes to deliverance, because you need to be delivered. This is not a situation you're walking out of. This is a situation you're being delivered from. And one of the areas where we like to... Uh, one of the analogies we analogies we like to use is the Exodus. Israel being delivered from Egypt. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that Israel was part and parcel to Egypt. All Israel was was a big family and a nation. Nationally, they were Egyptians, but they were lower class. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Perfect sense. So they were very comfortable there. That's who they were. But they but. In that in the comfortability, they were they, there was some discomfort. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. As they left, it became more comfortable, so uncomfortable that they wanted to go back. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's going to be very important that you get the idea that you have to be uncomfortable. And here's the reason why: when we look at Israel, when they left Egypt, they left Egypt as a family of slaves. That through the process of the wilderness, they became a nation. Mm. You leaving this this uh, abusive situation, remember that this abusive situation still molded you. And because it molded you, you have to leave and you have to be uncomfortable gone. Even if he's pursuing you, you have to be uncomfortable enough over a period of time so that you can be molded into being something different than what you were when you were in it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Only then can you go to the next step of being healed and moving forward to something else. Right. Okay. That's very important. Be prepared for that war, that uncomfortable war environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then finally, while you're out there, work on your healing. Work on healing from the damage he's done to you because being cheated on 20 plus times. Right. That you know of takes a lot away from how you feel about yourself amen i'm not an, and, and and add on to that how he's how he made it your fault so now i'm not enough i'm not woman enough i'm not wife enough i'm not mother enough i'm not sexy enough i'm whatever i am i'm right. not enough i can't breathe enough okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I wasn't even gonna say nothing, but that was good. The way you were looking at me, I, I was like, "Yeah, I, I gotta stop talking now." I just feel sorry for my baby. Um, so typically, guys, um, so yeah, healing, and typically we would end this with a call to the soul ties detox. Right now, uh, we are in the process of rewriting that, um, but still heal, still do the work, still get counseling, still, I mean, we have, you know, coaching services on our website that you can access as well, but still decide on that healing. And the healing doesn't start once you're gone. 
that work begins even before you walk out of that door. And it really begins with you reprogramming your mind to say that this is not my fault and I deserve better and continuing to do that um, repeatedly. Um, do you want, you want me to, are you, are you boasting? You're just going to, you're just going to breathe in because you I can, can breathe in. Look at, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's how it sounds, babe. This is what it sounds like. Um, so, how we're going to close this out tonight. Listen, typically we have an hour. We give this an hour. We had two letters, so we went over a little bit. We have an hour. Um, if you have relationship questions, meet us back here on YouTube on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our Q&A Wednesdays. And that's where we just sit and answer your questions for an hour and we don't have an agenda. Um, that gives us a little bit more time. So meet us here on Wednesday evening, as long as Kenyon can breathe and has breath in his body. We will be here. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I'll have it in my body. I just just getting it, it ain't in. Be going through your nose. Getting it in is just is the issue. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Martins podcast. Record it live on social media and distribute it to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Now we can't grow without you, so help spread the love wherever you found us. Rate, like, share, and leave a review. We are grateful to you and appreciate you in advance. Do you have a question for us? Then visit askthemartins.com. Ask us your question or ask for a friend. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Ask the Martins podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.